Good morning, listeners, and welcome to day 372 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew. First, the news. There have been a large number of zombies spotted along Route 57. We don't know how they got there because they weren't there yesterday, but keep an eye out for them at any rate. We're talking about a few dozen, so definitely nothing to trifle with, especially with the cloud cover we've had lately, which could lead to rain. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near several dozen zombies in the rain. Now with the news out of the way, I wanted to talk today with everyone about coffee. Coffee. Java. Brew. Drip. Joe. Dirt. Mud. Cup of liquid energy. Cupped lightning. My best friend. Or at least it used to be. See, as you all know, coffee isn't as easy to get as it used to be. When we found that garden a while back, we were hoping there'd be a coffee plant, and Mint, the caretaker, explained to me that coffee can't grow in the climate we have here. So we've had to subsist on what little we can find, and let's not talk about how stale the beans we do find are getting. These days, it's usually in abandoned houses in places that most people wouldn't think to look coffee shops and other obvious places got cleared out a long time ago. These days, coffee is mostly a wistful memory. The last time we even talked about coffee was back in January. We'd only recently rediscovered what day it was after we lost track before we came back on the air. We wanted... We talked about how we could make it without a coffee maker, and Max said we'd try to scrounge up some Maxwell House or Folgers, which we did a few days later, but it wasn't the same. I can drink it black, but I prefer my coffee all gussied up with caramel and whipped cream and hazelnut syrup and all the trimmings, as they say. And since then, pretty much nothing. I remember when we first ran out of the canned stuff, I got my first caffeine withdrawal headache of my young life the very next day, and it was awful. And then for the next three, four, maybe as much as a full week, I felt like I wasn't going to do anything but sleep. Obviously, I couldn't do that. We had to get out there and find supplies to keep going. We had a broadcast to do, and I had to sound like I was fully awake. I mean, how many of you would have kept tuning in if I'd sounded like the zombie I felt like. Eventually I recovered and it gave me a chance to think about how lucky I was that the thing I'd gotten addicted to wasn't any more serious than caffeine. Now don't get me wrong, caffeine addiction can be serious. It affects heart rate and blood pressure and honestly at my age with my otherwise being in good health it probably wasn't that bad. But high blood pressure can be a killer for some people, and like I said, those first few days of going without were... Well, this is a family broadcast, so let's say they were unpleasant. But it could have been so much worse. Bill never wanted to go on the air about it, but he told us all once about how he'd once been seriously addicted to alcohol. He never liked to use the word alcoholic, and he never said how he got hooked. It was just one of those things. Could happen to anyone, he used to say. 
eventually he was drinking every night and sometimes during the day. He kept telling himself it wasn't a solution, that it wasn't helping, and he was tired of people telling him to quit because he already knew he needed to quit. He was tired of waking up full of frustration for not being able to quit, and every day he promised he was done, and then every night he'd pour another drink. And then one day, the thing he'd known all along was inevitable actually happened. He never went into the details, so those of you who remember when Bill used to come on the air know that he wasn't big on sharing, but he said that the night of the final lockdown, the day we think of as being when the zombies rose up, something terrible happened, and he wasn't able to stop it because he was blacked out. He said he quit that day, went to live by himself to work out the guilt he was feeling, and that's how he met Wade. Wade came knocking on his door, looking for people who knew what they were doing. Bill said he almost shot him, but something stopped him. Wade convinced Bill to help people, and Bill agreed. Well, in his own way. Again, when he used to come on the air... He used to be pretty judgmental. For anybody wondering why I'm sharing Bill's story without his permission, he told us that we could broadcast it three months after he and Wade left for California. Said if they weren't back by then that I could tell people and let them know that if they've got a problem, they should try to do something about it before the consequences of those decisions catch up to them. He said addiction is a disease, but not asking for help is a decision. Like I said, judgmental. For myself at this point, I'm hoping that most people have found a way to overcome those demons and find peace within themselves. But I can't deny that when this is all over, one of the first things I'm going to do is get a good cup of coffee. When it comes to stuff like this, everybody needs all the help they can get. And I hope his three-month deadline was just a buffer and not an indication that they aren't doing well. Bill and Wade know what they're doing. I'm sure they'll make it to California just fine. Anyway, for Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew reminding everyone to take care of each other.